Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Another new music that I'm not going to be using going forward. <laughs> you're not going to be using it? No. It's kind of cool. Uh, here's the intro thing. You just said that you're not good at faking it, so I'll fake it. I'm quite good at it. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn. Each Thursday, Dan and Dawn bring you a new episode as they explore all things erotic. And each Monday, a different guest host comes in and shares their thing as well. If you are too young to listen to things like this because you're prohibited by law, you should stop listening, right? Fucking. Actually, right now, but you should have listened before I said fucking. So right now, you fucker. So perhaps. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we'll be talking to a Viking, somebody who practices a style of Viking or Nordic power exchange and his lovely lady and it's going to be a very interesting interview so um, we just listened to the beginning of it again and it's like i love their accent <laughs> it's the french canadian he has a, the deep french yes, canadian yes, accent. yes yes and she's able to pronounce the the gaelic terms very mm-hmm. well so and I, I noticed that i was excited when we started talking to him because i jumped right into the names of the gods and goddesses yes, and, i noticed that you know and it's like oh i know this <laughs> so but having um also true friends i found it very so norse based friends viking based you know, people follow that path. I found it a very interesting, interesting interview. Mm-hmm. Good job. Absolutely. And uh, also, uh, we have a, a question of the day where you just have the word vulnerability. Yeah, so I've tried to figure out how to word this um, a couple of ways because the way the question came in was um, as an S type in a power exchange relationship, we open ourselves up to being vulnerable, which can cause harm if we're with the wrong person. So people hear about the harm part, but what are the benefits of being vulnerable in a power exchange relationship? And then I wanted to tag on there that usually it's asked of the S types. I'd like to ask it of a, uh, of a Dom type as well. You know, are you allowed to be vulnerable in a relationship? And if so, what are the benefits? And just to, so let's go ahead and knock that question out. The, okay. From a Dom perspective, very simple. The... Um, my reasoning is that if I am truly your dominance, and in this case, from a power exchange relationship perspective, then there's no reason for me not to be vulnerable. You happen to know all of my secrets. You know all of my buttons. You know all of my fears, uh, which only sucks when we play Cthulhu Flux. Um, <laughs> but there is no reason for me to wear, to need to wear armor around you. So we, if we think about from a, a feudal perspective, right, the knight um, can be completely undressed and vulnerable around his squire because the squire is not an enemy. Uh, you are not my enemy. So by me giving you all of my vulnerabilities, it empowers you to not use them and it empowers me to not be afraid that you'll use them. You know, I think I've used the... Um, uh, visualization for you before to say here's a gun and here's all the bullets now don't fucking shoot me or else (laughs) right and you don't want anytime this is the difference between to me one of the difference between power exchange relationship and a non-power exchange relationship you know all of my secrets all of my shit if we were ever in an argument and you really wanted to hurt me you know really wanted to go for the throat I have told you exactly what you need to do to go for the throat and you always choose not to go there. 
So there's where being vulnerable for from a dominant perspective, in my perspective, is is positive. It's also, but from a perspective of not having to wear a mask, you know, when our puppy or when our older dog Elsie died years ago, I could freely cry. When I have a slave uh, relationship that doesn't work out, that physic or that emotionally impacts me, I can share that. Um, so it's you know. There's a lot of benefit to me not having to wear this fake front, this this mask of this is what dominants are supposed to look like. Uh, this is what masters are supposed to be like, you know. Uh, when we're at home, the leather can come off, so to speak. Oh, I like that. Well, I had more to say so about to that speak. than I doubt. You did. You did. So awesome. And then I know um, it was asked on the submissive side as well. And, you know, that's one of the things that I like about a power exchange relationship, like you said, was the fact that I can be vulnerable. I, I wear that armor, you know, and out in real life, I don't allow myself to be too vulnerable to too many people. I like that I can have that with you in my power exchange relationship. So, you know, I don't like secrets. I don't like, I need you to know everything about me. How can you master me if you don't know everything about me? And to do that, I have to make myself vulnerable so that you can see the inner core. You know, otherwise you just see the outer shell and the armor and it's just not satisfying. So the other aspect of it for me, at least, is vulner- I find vulnerability very sexy, very, mm-hmm. very much a turn on mm-hmm. um, when you reveal something deep about yourself. It's uh, it's allow anything that allows you deeper inside somebody for me is a turn on and vulnerability becomes a big turn on. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. And it takes, I think for some of us, it would take a lot of, of work. It, it took a lot of work. I knew you for a long time before I allowed myself to be vulnerable with you, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know that it's gotten any easier with other people because to me, it goes hand in hand with trust. You know, I'll be a little vulnerable to you and see how you handle that. And then I'll be a little more vulnerable to you and see how you handle that, you know? So people do it differently. That's just the path I've walked. And I find it, it goes hand in hand with trust and it goes hand in hand with surrender. Mm-hmm. I want yes. to totally surrender to you. I can't do that unless I'm vulnerable, which can't be done unless I can trust you. So it's a power exchange. Yeah. So. There you go. Yay. If you think we're full of shit, you can get a hold of us uh, via Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or with the Got Comment form on the website. You can find us on Facebook as Erotic Awakening One pay, one Word. Ooh, we used to have that rhythm down pat. Or on <laughs> FetLife, Erotic Awakening Two Words. And all kinds of other shit, including our voicemail, voicemail. 614 2072. Call See, you now. Things up on me and then you get <laughs> confused when I hesitate. <laughs> so, um, hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Did you know that we have new subscribers on the. F- on the. On the. Newsletter thing? Yes. So, we always have new subscribers. This so, is the uh, Blue Cat, or the erotic awakening newsletter where we announce the kind of shit that we got going on. Exactly. So, and, there, and it just turned August. So we'll have oh, so a new one one's coming, coming out, out soon. Mm-hmm. What are you going to have on the newsletter this month? Why would people bother to subscribe? Um, so that they don't have to listen to us going to detail about every event on every podcast. <laughs> We've got 
Beyond the Love coming up, so there'll be more information about the Poly Summit and how to get tickets and all that type of stuff. I put our calendar on there so they can see where we're presenting at and what we're doing. We've got, what, Floating World coming up and Great Lakes. Why don't you put links to the new blogs on there as well? (gasps) We do have new blogs. We'll we'll, we'll share about that. We'll share about that later, but put some links links on there for newsletter. So... uh, And also so that we could do this bit of the show, which kills five minutes where we talk about the new subscribers. Oh, yeah. So, cool. Well, I like doing shout-outs. People like hearing their names. I, so, wait, 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 before you start, because okay. I just looked at the second name. I can't pronounce that. So, <laughs> so you're going to start with yes. the first name. <laughs> uh, so our new subscribers include Pammy from Columbus. And Jackie from New York. I bet it's Jackie. J-A-Q-U-I, but it's Jackie. It looks fancy, so it's Jockey. Subtly subtly hers from California. Jay and Slut Bunny from from Florida. Oh, I have subtly hers on here twice. (laughs) Dan from Ohio. That's not me. And it's not you. (laughs) William from North Carolina. And Ruby from Ontario. I wonder if it's the famous Ruby from Ontario. I think it is the famous Ruby. Who, uh... Keeps the Crazy Heart Ruby. Podcast going. I think it is. I think it is. Oh, Ruby. <laughs> Hi, Ruby. Oh, I know what that noise means. Uh, I mentioned uh, the Facebook page earlier. I see that that uh, Clan Connor McQuaid sent a, uh, a second message earlier. They sent something with a tentacle helm. Very cool if you're SCA uh-huh. types. Uh, this time they sent tentacle teacups. Tentacle teacups. It was really cool because they look like little china or porcelain teacups and saucers. Mm-hmm. And then the handles are tentacles. And it's not just like a single tentacle that comes up. It's a tentacle that comes up <laughs> and then kind of flares a little bit. So it looks like more tentacles coming out of the Eat. cup. It's awesome. <laughs> I go back in time for a moment. I mentioned uh, Ruby from the Crazy Heart or from People of Kink podcast uh-huh. that Crazy Heart puts out. Uh, it's funny because last week we had to share that Crazy Heart broke his podcast, uh-huh. or actually his podcast provider said you're using too much bandwidth. Or, bandwidth. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I swear I did not do this to steal your thunder or anything like that. But now our podcast is broke as well. And <laughs> fortunately, it's not the front end; that's it's the back end. But the first hundred episodes or so are no longer available in one format. So I got to do something about that. Yeah, that kind of sucks. We get a lot of new people that start listening to us that want to start back at number one. Though it kind of doesn't suck because they really would not like our show if they started out at number one. But the problem with that is (laughs) we had somebody write recently and said, hey, you guys should do a podcast about exhibitionism. And I said, hey, we already did, actually. Let me Uh refer you to episode number seven. Right. And uh, unfortunately, number seven... Is now broke. Is now broke, so, so we'll have to fix that. But there's some good stuff out there. But or or that's just the opportunity for us to revisit those first hundred topics all over again. True, true. And we did get lucky because um, Bungie asked me why I like tentacles, mm-hmm. and I was able to refer him back to episode 100, where Nalen actually breaks down a tentacle scene to figure out psychologically what turns me on about them, and that was very interesting. But it was number 100, so is it available or not? Uh, uh. <laughs> ask our producer. Oh, hey, we don't have one. That's you. No, that's me. Fuck. I can ask Bungie because I sent him to number one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll see if he got it or not. Speaking of Bungie, they uh, sent us a link to the sanitizer they use on their uh, stainless steel butt plugs and stainless steel dildos. dildos. Have you ever tried one of those? I've not. No, but you know what? I've picked one up before and they're really heavy. I bet it feels really good. I want to totally redo our um, toy bag, by the way. Again. 
Yes. <laughs> it's because it's so fucking heavy. I don't need to add any stainless steel anything because already that, that like going to the gym is no longer necessary because I'm hauling this toy bag around. <laughs> Although I like the way we have it now, but mm-hmm. it's just too darn heavy. I like being able to unroll it because it rolls up. So it's, it's like a... And then when you unroll it, it's like a big blanket mm-hmm. laying out with all these pockets full of toys. So it's, it's really cool until we laid it out on the leaves. Yes. And then rolled it up with leaves in it. So I had to, I had to clean it a couple of times. But uh, I kind of like it because I can throw it on my back and away we go. And then we also had a, a tentacle schoolgirl. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a literal visit from somebody no, when I wasn't no, paying attention? No, no, no. Just... It was, it was Bungie again. He sent me oh. a. Um, <clears throat> that's our Australian stalker. He sent me a, a like a line drawing of tentacles wrapped around a schoolgirl. So. <laughs> that's always nice. <laughs> oh, I like my job. <laughs> <laughs> so we also had um, oh another Twitter mention. We had a couple of Twitter mentions. Yeah, I'm trying to get a little more active in the old Twitterverse. So, uh, Istaria Six said, "Ooh, canes and sex for breakfast sounds nice." Yeah, that. So I posted, I uh, tweeted that we had canes and sex for breakfast, and that's so far been one of our most popular tweets. Nice. It's the simple things our it's audience likes. It's the simple likes. things. And then we have, um, I think she goes by a different name too, but it's Ms. CC Thirteen. From Life on the Swing Set, she posted an article, Sex Work and the Modern Kadishtu. Yeah, she actually wrote us because we also identify as Kadishtu, which mm-hmm. is for the new listeners of just a form of sacred sexuality, asked us to review that. And I thought it was a very nice article, so uh, posted that out there. Um, you know, that probably had a little bit of a space in my brain when I was thinking about my blog title. Oh, yeah. Not even thinking about it. I bet it had a little space in my brain and had a little piece of that. So, Yay. And then um, finally, from that perspective, the old, uh, speaking of podcast, the Blissbringers podcast and Polly of the Noobs also recently gave us some love. So love back to you guys. Love back. Two podcasts that you could go check out if you're into. Uh, Polly of the Noobs is pretty interesting. It reminds me of you and I when we first got started. Mm-hmm. They're very, um, at least episode 13, the one I just listened to, they're very authentic, very real. They're very uh open to, hey, we're having a difficulty with this situation, and then they just shared about the situation they're having a difficulty with. Nice. That was really, really pretty neat. I'll have to load that one up. I've got a new podcast system on my iPhone, so I'll have to start looking for a new podcast to listen to. Yay. We should uh, probably mention really quickly that... Really? Which one? There's a pause. <laughs> I was pausing on purpose. That's called a dramatic pause. Honey. Sorry, I'll sit. Uh, Smitten Kittenies Erotic Awakening is sponsored by is your online resource for impersonal guides to all things sex related. <laughs> they offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex positive community for over 10 years. From anything you can shove in your butt to anything you can take out of your butt, you'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com. Anything? Reasonable. I hope Jed Pirate Brian's not listening to this. <laughs> I hope so as well. I hope so as well. (laughs) An Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Their next event is the AIS Lifestyle Motorcycle Ride on Saturday, August 10th, 
starting in Columbus, Ohio. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Did you know Slave Bren just got a motorcycle and is taking motorcycle riding lessons? Really? Yes. I didn't know that. How'd you know that? Because her and her master just bought motorcycles. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be cool. They, uh, this, uh, Master George and Slave Brand are people we ran with at the International Master Slave Contest, uh, Uh 2012. I think it was 13. Who knows? 2011? Who cares? Something like that. Oh, hey, speaking of things that aren't on the show notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, then you should, uh, pause it and go buy your tickets for, uh, Great Lakes Leather Alliance, uh, contest or, uh, event that's coming up in August in Indiana. Where I will be emceeing along with the wonderful Gabriel. You will indeed. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Gabriel's fun and and you're fun. Are you going to wear your Charlie Brown shirt? I will wear my Charlie Brown shirt outfit. So put that on the packing list. At least for one part part of the uh, contest. Or at least one part of the the emceeing. Which will, of course, uh, I will not wear my my, uh, leather vest with that. I think that'd be a little weird for people. That would be a little weird. So, But I heard you say Charlie Brown's shirt on the phone. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yay, we get to do our skit again. <laughs> I would love that. That would be so awesome. I'm so glad we got that on film. Yes, so, me too. Yay, yay, yay. But lots of fun, lots of fun. I feel like I had something else I was going to say, too, and no clue. Perhaps you were going to say the Sex Peanuts podcast was getting better ratings than we were, and we oh. need our audience to help us with that. The Sex Peanuts? Oh, my God. <laughs> you can rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, like us on Facebook, or tell your friends. Help get the word out. That would be very nice of you. Look at what I'm looking at on the table. This table. Oh, yes. <laughs> we have a whole new supply of books in. Yay. So we'll be taking those to Floating World. And GLLA as well. Yep. I look forward to seeing you up on stage emceeing, especially with Gabriel. You may have to put like a little shock harness on for every time he touches you. Because <laughs> he likes to touch you. He and does like to touch me. You and yes. And I will say, uh, as I'm not the biggest fan of um, sex with boys for myself, uh-huh. for lack of a better way to put that. So if I had a better way to put that. Uh, I will say Gabriel's a good kisser. Yeah, he's taking to kissing me when he sees me. So, <laughs> and even with that big monstrous beard, it's not like right. a, he wants to try to get his. You know, he's not trying to get laid or anything. He just that's his greeting. Right. And I was right. like, oh, what, a, what a pleasant little kiss. <laughs> mm, I had somebody come back to that, but it involved other people, so I won't say it. I will say though, I would not uh, want uh, feudal knight to kiss me. He's big. <laughs> He's quite big. He's very tall and big. And you know what? That's actually going to be an interesting interview. Because like I said, it's um, putting your spirituality into your power exchange and have that be a foundation of it. Yeah. Very interesting to me. I mean, you hear of um, those that follow a Christian path. You yeah, hear of sure. them Christian doing domestic, it. domestic right. discipline. Right. So this is kind of different. Um, it's pagan. It's It's... I got a feeling it's more of a energetic, spiritual type of thing instead of like specific rituals or something like that. You know what I mean? No. No? Well, maybe they can explain it a little bit better. I hope so. But it's funny when you think about we don't actually... So, for example, we have a, a master-slave relationship that has elements of Buddhism in it. Mm-hmm. Not because it's Buddhist MS. It's because I am a Buddhist and I bring elements of that into my life. So, therefore, you and Bat get to meditate every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, you know, when I interact with you, when I say blah, 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 
it's based on the fact that a lot of my philosophy is based on Buddhism, and therefore that's how I drive the ship. Mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't call us Buddhist MS, no more than I, you know, so it's really interesting to think that a lot of people are trying to find what style of power exchange they are. Mm -hmm. And here's an example with Feudal Knight where he said, here's the style of human I am. So I'm building a style of MS that is in line with that style of being a human. Right. So, and, and it is interesting, like you say, well, you're Buddhist, I'm pagan, we're Kaddishti. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that ends up getting mixed in with our power exchange. But like you said, it's because it's who we are. Right. So we do more ritual because ritual speaks to me, speaks to us, is beginning to speak to bat. You know, we are Kaddishti, so, or Kaddishti, so we do sacred sexualities rituals and you know way of life living sort of thing mm -hmm. so but i don't know that i would call ourselves kadishti ms as well right though no no that's i see kind that of I, neat though that's yeah it's an interesting that's way got to do me it yeah. percolating there so hmm maybe we're kadishti ms well, i don't know i think we're ms ms <laughs> <laughs> well let's see what kind of ms feudal knight and gunlud is So, Don, here we are still at T's, and during the dominant submissive retreat, mm -hmm. I happen to, I was asking people how they identify and what kind of power exchange relationship they're in, right. and I had to stop in the middle of it because when I asked Feudal Knight, what, what sort of power exchange relationship are you in? Um, it's more of a traditional Norse Viking power exchange. So, of course, I had to stop there and shake his hand. So, uh, Fuel Knight, thank you for being on the podcast, as well as your lovely lady, and I've fucked your name up three times now, so you say it for me correctly. Gunlud. Gunlud. See, that's not so bad. I can say that after a year or two of practice. <laughs> so, Fuel Knight and Gunlud, thank you for being on the podcast. And thank you. Thank what you. in the heck is a Norse Viking style of power exchange? Um, basically, um being doing a lot of medieval reenactments and other things like that do, it did a lot of studies and being um norse uh religion pagan so basically they call that a satrum uh, i wanted to put aspect of our religion into our way of life so basically um some of the um poems about um the heroes and the Valkyries uh, that are basically equals, but they are subservient to the hero until death, and then even after the in the afterlife, they are serving their lords in Valhalla. So, okay, that's basically the um, general aspect of it. Wow, <laughs> now, I'm sitting here thinking Odin, Thor, Freya. Freya. Is Freya submissive at all? Oh, the warrior goddess? She's <laughs> sexually liberated. Oh, she's sexually liberated, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, his, she and his brother Frey as well. Yes. Yeah. She's she's powerful in her own right. Okay. She is not submissive. However, even when you read the sagas and the lore, even the goddesses have a separate equal, but not quite mistresses of the realm that's okay. happening. Okay. Okay. Now, so just to back up a little bit, from my understanding, then we talk. You talk about sagas and lore and all that. Yes, exactly. Is that so? That's the basis of your power exchange relationship. Is lessons it's from. A, it's a guide. It's a guide. Okay. 
Give me an example. Um, <laughs> if, if you actually go, if you actually go uh, to uh, the wife of Odin. Mm -hmm. um, okay, good example. It is. She has so many servants that all have aspects in life. Like uh, there, she's got servants of uh, for um, protection of home, all kinds of things. So, and even Thor, uh, in one of the stories, um, stopped at one place to um, for a rest stop. for a rest stop to eat and all that. And he's got those magic goats that basically slays every night, eats them, then puts everything back in the skin. The day after, they're back. He goes back with his chariot and all that. And something happened that time because they're not supposed to break the bones and all that. So one of the kids that were in the household actually broke one of the legs to get the marrow in. And when the day after when the ghosts were okay, one was actually limping. So Thor went into a fit. And what happened is that that day he got as as a tribute, don't kill us, please. He got the daughter and the son that became two of his servants. And after that, they're... They follow it, his adventures. His adventures. Then you always hear them in the... In the background. One was running really fast, and the other one was... So... so there's so many... Uh, but, again... Is... This is more of our interpretation. This is our way we're not saying we are we are the as a popes of, no, and you geez. must do it this way and our way is the one the one true way and if you're not <laughs> our personal philosophy is we are who we are to each other and we work our dynamic and we would make it fit into our religious beliefs okay we actually met at a religious festival mm -hmm. we did which was the funniest thing <laughs> um he arrived like a spirit in the night. I woke up. I was up till 3 a.m. Nothing major was happening. And I, when I went to get a cigarette the next morning, and I see a big double-mast marquee, I was like, "I've got to meet this person because if they can come in that quickly and set up in the middle of the night without waking the encampment, I'd love to meet this guy." Mm -hmm. And we happened to both follow the same faith. He was searching for somebody. I was coming out of a very bad relationship at that point with the husband we were pretty much at the exact crossroad in our life I was basically uh, out of a relation with my ex common law wife uh, two kids and um, decided after service in the armed forces that we visited Germany and other, and we went to uh, a place in Germany where they had the uh, the uh, the old city of Itabu it's basically in the um, Schleswig Olstein area that was basically a port of call that used to be uh, Danish in the time and then the German took over mm -hmm. and that was where all the uh, all the stuff from the Black Sea were coming there and that was it was uh, a, a place for uh, mar uh, market all the right. uh, 
merchant and all that. So I could see inside they had um they had a copy of the Ozzerberg ship and all that. So basically if you wanted to be immersed in, in Norse uh artifacts and all that, that was the place. So I was like, wow. See? Started to look around, read everything that was there and all that. And started to learn about the runes and things like that. And then I found out that maybe where I was before wasn't exactly what I was supposed to follow and all that. So go forward and all that. I got out of the forces, started to do other things. And then I wanted to have more answers about, oh, paganism, religion, Norse. Okay, so I wanted to see other people like-minded and all that, so decided to go to that festival because I heard that the people over there actually know their stuff. So, mm -hmm. And then up to the point that uh, right there with my big medieval reenactment tent, put my stuff there and early in the morning and then people were actually started to come in and they hear, who are you? And, oh, it's nice to see you. Is, is that your first festival? And things like that. And So when did you decide power exchange? I mean, each of you were coming from different mm -hmm. different avenues yes meeting at a pagan festival both of you Norse religion so how did how did you know what did you know you were power exchange before then or after you met or do you want to where the this? interest come in do you want to take this or should I go ahead okay and then I'll interject okay. um well I've always been submissive my entire or service oriented my entire life um, I base my interaction with the world on how I see my parents interact with the world because I come from a very loving, very strong family. And I see my mother doing things like, to the point, she will serve the family, everybody in the family, mm -hmm. before she sits down to eat. And if anybody needs anything, if she sees the eyes across the table, she's like, what's missing? Mm -hmm. And she'll stand up and she'll go get it. And this brings her great joy. It's not a power exchange with my parents, it's just a very loving, old-school relationship. And this is how I base my life. I've always served either the community as a, first a handmaiden, then a priestess, then a githa, then other things. Um, or working with volunteerism. So I get great joy out of service. Mm -hmm. um, I think I might have shocked him, because I found him at the festival and he was eating boiled eggs and dried pepperoni and canned tuna in his tent and I felt survival stuff you know <laughs> yeah and I, I I was really feeling it's like no nobody can live like that so I kept saying come over to the campsite come over oh, I've got a plate of food and one morning I went to his tent with a plate of bacon and eggs and while well, he was still bacon sleeping wins. and <laughs> and from that point it just naturally progressed into a long-distance relationship because we lived a few hours apart right and as information as well I was actually going there to meet people to understand where I was going with that new fate I wasn't going there to find a girlfriend not even going there to find a new wife so I was totally open was like I'm there to have fun to change my mind of everything else that's happening around, so I'm going there to learn. And actually, I think we set the basis for our relationship at that first festival. Mm -hmm. 
because I had my two children with me at that time, and my husband, my husband, and I. <laughs> Damn it! You said it first on the air, so oh, now I can't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll edit that out. Honey. That's actually the second time. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> the okay, my my common-law husband, heretofore known as the husband, and I had decided in June, mm -hmm. due to many issues, that we were just going to separate, and we were trying to work it out by speaking, but it just it wasn't a very happy relationship. We'd been together 14 years and the last eight were just miserable for both our parts. So we decided to part ways, but let's not tell the children. Let's right. let them have a final festival. So I, so we wanted to spend the night together because I was smitten right away and I said, but we can't tell the kids because they don't know we're separating yet. So they actually had a kids overnight sleepover and I said, Perfect. We'll pack the kids off and we'll spend the night together. And as long as they fetch them by 7 a.m., I'm golden. Right. right. And that's how we, even today, we. I Actually, mean, do you want me to finish this? If you must. <laughs> um, actually, wanted to have a, ver a very sexual report and all that, but we wanted to be safe all the way so basically wanted to find condoms and she's allergic to the spermicide on the condoms so okay. it's really hard to find so I said okay well actually I'm, I wasn't really looking into having any relation right now so let's just sleep cuddle and all that but first I will do something that has to be done so I basically just inserted just a little bit inside and then I went to her here and say now I have just claimed you now it's official we don't have to go any further you're mine <laughs> wow this was within I claim you in the name of Radbar yeah, yeah. <laughs> within four days of meeting you had claimed me and I was like okay now I gotta tell the kids we're getting separated yeah ah. oh okay but again we live in a household with Five full-grown people. Mm -hmm. Privacy is an issue. Yes. Uh, nobody can lock the bathroom door because there's only one bathroom. So if you're in there, <laughs> don't expect privacy. If you're showering, somebody will barge in. Mm. So are you guys then part of the a group of people that practice this style of power exchange, or you're you are pretty much on your own? Uh, there is a lot of kindreds in the in the area. But no, not power exchange. Uh, not in the power exchange. No, well, no. But no, religion itself, there is. I know some friends in another province that actually have kinky incl inclination and all that, but mm -hmm. power exchange, not as much. Okay. More the top bottom. Yeah, so it's not something that'll come automatically with Austin no, True. No. no. So, because I do know a couple of people, I, and I know this, I pronounce it a little differently, so, no, but that fine. comes with the, with, the, with the states, I guess. But um, I do know a couple of couples, and I've been trying to run through my head as you guys have been talking, as to whether they practice power exchange. And I can think of one couple in particular that at least discussed it because it had a Norse background sort of thing so they had picked up on that a little bit too and they had at least discussed it but I don't think they have an official power exchange it's, I think there's some overtones it's kind of tricky and 
like I was trying to base on you know not just fantasy reading books and all that like you know the legends <laughs> and all that but more on so the way the Danes were working the way so they had slaves and all that they mm -hmm. had a system of the feudal system that came in after the Romans got vanquished and all that and they went from decadent to ruling again because some people actually had a way of ruling so so how is the slaves through that system were working but they did did they have slaves or they had serfs right that old man people that are yes i am my own person but i owe myself to you because you are my ring giver you're the person i'm serving and i will gain monetary i will gain uh renown renown fame, fame mm -hmm. and all Loot. a little bit like beowulf and all that you know i'm I'm with Beowulf. He slays giant. Will be famous. You know things mm -hmm. like that. So it's it's a more of an equal to equal. And from the female perspective, mm -hmm. um, especially in Iceland, women were not second class citizens automatically. They came from a very liberated mm -hmm. perspective. Um, female or Female, sorry. Women in Iceland were the first who had the right to vote at the Althing. So they were, the Althing was the first democratically elected government where the chieftains would gather once a year, make laws, resolve disputes, sometimes I would come to fight. bloodshed. But women, if you owned properly, property, you were allowed to go and vote in the Althing. And women were allowed to own property, which is unheard of. 1200 right. years ago the mm. the lawgiver in the alting were actually uh performing divorce well, at once a year at the alting if they had the proofs and people had witnesses that something was wrong in between that couple for x and x y reason no more wedding <laughs> you're separated and also you're divorced it was also the the way I base my relationship in my power exchange. He is the lord of the manor. Right. However, when he's not around, somebody's got to take care of business. Right. My job is to make his life easier. Absolutely. And we actually had a moment of confession this weekend. Yes. <laughs> um, we had a rather rough financial... Uh, well, 2013. Yes. So it was a little rough financially, and... Mm -hmm. At one point, he was really in the red in his account, and I was really in the red on my account, and I bounced the mortgage, and I kind of went. Because I... because of a because of a, a calendar error, because it was a calendar error. In yeah. any event, it was my error, and instead of stressing him out and saying, "By the way, I'm sorry, I bounced the mortgage. This is a bad situation. Can you give me money?" Mm -hmm. Instead of adding to his stress as his wife and submissive, I took care of it by rearranging things, by t dealing with the mortgage company, by calling them up and saying, I really messed up, here's the steps I'm going to take to resolve it. Mm -hmm. And then I felt guilty for two months of not telling him. Ooh, yeah. 
However, I saw no need to add to the stress while we were still in the situation when there was nothing he could do about it. I dealt with it, and then I told him, and he went, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You you don't displease me one, because one you dealt with it? One of the rules was, I know you can take care of the bills and all that. I just want to know where we are and if the situation is good so that if something has to be done, that I can help by experience then I can actually direct in that way. Mm-hmm. If, if if my little soldiers can do the job, go ahead. I'm not going to... Uh, I actually um, like autonom- uh, autonomy and all that, so... It's, okay. not, it's not a I need to ask permission for everything. It's more a, this is the situation, this is what I thought is a solution. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree, or no, I disagree because of this. It's not mm-hmm. like okay. the it's not like the um, stories I heard. Like, oh, well, my master decided to go on a trip, and uh, he had to uh, make sure that some f- master friends were coming to the house to make sure I was eating rice. Like, come on! I've heard that story. We have heard that story. We know that story. Yes. So uh, I probably heard so it from the podcast. <laughs> there you go. But so. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I, well, I was going to say, I just I have one more question for you guys, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. If someone is listening to this and saying, I am an Astro, or I've always aspired to be a follower of the Norse religions, and I want to be in the power exchange, what resources would you recommend that they check out? Uh, Resource-wise, um, the, way, the way I got to this point is basically doing, uh, reading sagas, re- reading the Addas, um, making uh, some research on uh, the old medieval practices of feudalism and things like that and make your own conclusion of what works for you. Yeah, there is no one one true way or one true resource because we're sort of fumbling in the dark on our own at this point and if anybody out there is in an Asadru power exchange relationship, please drop us a line so we can... Yeah, because... How would they find you? On FetLife. As? As, as feudal knight and gunlord. How would they spell gunlord? <laughs> <laughs> okay, lowercase g u n n l o d. All all one word. And feudal knight is just feudal knight. With uh, uppercase at the f and at the k for knight. Okay, because, easy enough. Yeah. Guys, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to talk to people that are in power strange relationships, especially ones where I can honestly say. What? <laughs> <laughs> Frey what? I know. The- Don't say Frey what? <laughs> Freya. <laughs> no, no Frey. <laughs>